Hello everyone, this is Cigars Podcast. My name is Sergio, better known as Conga that. And with me today, I have my excellent co-host here with me. He goes by the name Cigarrican on social media. His name is Roberto Bobby. How are you, Bobby? Good on you, man. How's it going? Man, I'm happy. So for people who are listening to us for the first time, we we have a podcast. It's called Cigars Podcast. That is bilingual. Our first language is in Spanish. So we have thick accents. And I hope, you know, that you bear with us through this conversation uh, and you enjoy it. You know, it's about not about the language. It's about the experience and about listening to our guest story. So I first of all, I want to say thank you to the new audience members who are joining us. They can find us on Instagram uh, Cigars Podcast. They can go to www.cigarspodcast.com over there. We have like reviews. We have we have articles written by Cigarican, by Conga Dad. If you are looking into taking very nice um, cigar pictures or if you even need like a little boost or tips, we have an article, excellent article there who has got, the article has gotten like over 9,000 hits already on our website and it was written by Cigarican on how to uh, take pictures, very nice pictures for your cigar. Cigarican, tell them a little bit of something in there. Well, I mean, it's just like uh, sometimes I, a lot of people say that, that I take cool pictures so i i thought maybe i can help them a little bit with you know getting some some tips there and some ideas so it's what i did like a really simple you know five five step uh reading that they can they can enjoy and you know they can take some advice on on to having some some cool cigar pictures for them yeah and when you read it, it's like, you know, common sense. But yeah, sometimes we forget just, about these things. It's just um, stuff that sometimes we forget and we kind of don't have in mind at the moment when taking the picture. So it's just kind of being more and more aware of the situation that once you're taking your pictures. But that's pretty much it. Well, Cigarican, tonight we're going to have a special guest. His name is Philip Sangi. We um had talked to philip the first time in our first season of the podcast but it was in spanish so this time is in english and you know we're talking a little bit about everything philip is a great guy he's the owner president ceo of debonair cigars and indian motorcycle cigars um and you know instead of this time telling him telling his story we went a little bit more over the top and we decided to just talk about life with him you know, yeah. it's just random stuff, but a very rich conversation just because Philip is a guy who can talk about pretty much anything. And it was it was just like a, a crash course in life, man. It was just amazing. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's like if you want to know his um, story, you know, there's there's more podcasts that talk about that. But if you want to know the, like the real guy and know how he thinks and know kind of like his motto in life, you know, this is kind of the episode that you want to listen to. So, I mean, I had I had a lot of fun. I I mean, I really enjoy like his way of seeing things because it makes you like kind of like going to introspection and think about how you see stuff and how you think. And I don't know, it was a, gra a great episode. I really enjoy it. 
Well, I hope everybody enjoys it. And please follow us at cigarspodcast.com, uh, Cigars Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. And just, you know, become a part of the community. There's a bunch of cool people there who are posting pictures about what they're smoking, articles, etc. So become a part of the community and then just, you know, spend your time with us smoking or, or just, you know, giving us your feedback on how we're doing things. So we hope you enjoy this next interview with our friend, Philip Sangi. Thank you. Bye. Tonight we have here Mr. Felix Sangi, a president, owner of the Bonaire Cigars, India Motorcycle Cigars. And we know you have other projects too. So today yeah. we're going to be talking about... Um, from a little bit of from your history, but we're also going to be talking about new things that have been going on. And we know uh, in this past six months have been hard for the cigar industry, uh, but it's a time to kind of like reinvent, right? Repurpose yourself. So um, yeah. why don't we start asking you, how are you? How's the family? How's the business? How How is everything going? In Espanol or in English? In English, in English, in English this time. Okay. Everything's going well, man. Business is actually pretty good for being, you know, considering the circumstances. Um, just what we're mo mostly focusing on is just getting things organized for the FDA upcoming stuff. Also, keeping in contact with all my clients. Um, just staying in that personal touch, really talking to them, seeing how they're doing. Not just for business, you know, just finding out how, how they've been and their families have been. Been working out a lot with my sons. Um, been coming up with some new projects, open up a new distribution channel for premium cigars in Latin America that um, I had one previously for machine maids and different products like that. But we, but for almost 15 years, but um, my partner down there and him and I decided that we're going to try to launch um, premium cigars in Latin America and we're getting it going. We have a great platform where it's in, you know, you can purchase online from our website. It's lanzangint.com. I'll send the stuff to you. You guys can put it up. And also, you can check out at debonairscigars.com and indianmotorcyclecigars.com, whatever. But the one in Latin America, it's we also have like a, a Latin version of PayPal where you can buy five packs. You can buy a box. You can also talk to us about, you know, wholesale. We have full logistics, um, UPS Direct. We work with them. They can send to any country in Latin America. And we're trying to build the culture and uh, this, just to get more. There's a lot of smokers in Latin America now, and it's growing quickly especially because guys like you helping out um, con la Latinos fumando. And that's what I'm, that nobody really gives them attention. So, you know, I think that I'm a, it's not, I'm not a maverick or, or some kind of, you know, you know, genius or whatever, but I mean, there's a market down there. Nobody goes after. So it's like, you know, it'll start small. I'm doing Indian debonair in the saga and the Julio lines from the De Los Reyes factory. And um, I've had, I, they actually sent a big press release out for Half Wheel, Cigar Coop, Cigar Authority, all that. I've gotten a lot of people wanting me to distribute their cigars. I'm like, look, guys, at this point right now, I'm building it myself. And then um, we're going to go from there, you know? Yeah, nice. so so that's another aspect of the business now, uh, Phil. And and that is great. I think, you know, you, like, like us, like you mentioned, we also saw the opportunity to basically talk to uh people of 
of Latino America, which they're a little bit forgotten. You know, I think, you know, the marketing is done around uh, America, uh, U.S., and that's and that's fine because, you know, it's the biggest consumer. But number wise, there's a lot of people in Latino America and uh, all you need is the right distribution channels uh, or the right podcast or the right web page or the right, you know, social media to get to those people. And, you know, we can actually we have the testimony to say that it's actually working, you know, we're, we're there with that community. So um, that sounds like a great idea. And was this something that you were working on uh, from a while back or did the did the uh, quarantine help you kind of like redevelop what you were already looking at? I think it be we were always dabbled in it and looked at it, but I think the pure boredom of quarantine, trying to find new stuff to do. You know, trying to think outside the box, the box came in kind of stuff. And, you know, even I have a second generation. I have my son helping me. He's here, stuck here for college. So he's basically interning with me and he's helping me build because he speaks fluent Spanish. So he's like data mining and data searching on all the different stores in Latin America. And then we're going to start, you know, you know, talking to them and, you know, contacting them and then starting to build a rapport. And then once they're starting to loosen up, or send samples, and I'm going to do the same dynamic like you do in the States, but I can do now the Cologne Free Zone because we have the distribution and the logistics out of there. And my partner, Landy Guillen, in Panama, is, is like my family. We've been working together for a lot of years in machine maids and, and you know, the homogenized tobacco products and stuff. So he's like, sure, let's do it. And I think it could be great, man, because in Argentina, Colombia, Chile, Uruguay, Paraguay, um, Brazil, enormous. I've getting I've getting a lot of people, and I've been searching, and I see a lot of smokers in Latin America. You know, yeah. we actually and had a, a listener who was asking for the one air cigars in Argentina, mm -hmm. and I asked him, "So what do what stores do you go to? So see if we can get some cigars over there." He gave me a couple of names, you know, and and it's amazing that you know social media, podcasts, uh, interviews articles are connecting people around the world now you're playing your part in getting those ultra premium cigars to them and i feel like it's uh it's something we all can now enjoy it you know they want cigars at the same time uh and it's yeah. actually you know kind of like a relief for to know that our brothers in in south america are getting the cigars so uh yeah I had a question and then Cigarican will will take it from here but I have I had a quick question that I wanted to touch uh base with you and it was about so the other day we were smoking we had a, a live like a smoking room uh via Facebook Messenger and uh you know we were started we were talking about we asked everybody what their favorite cigar was uh, or you know or recently you, you had a smoke That was very impressive and you know debonair came up and and that's when you know from our from our <laughs> previous interview we had a little bit more information about the blends right and then something that we love is how the blend the wrapper changes and the whole blend changes and i know you have a process the alchemy process that you came with I read about it. I know it's, you know, there's a little, some, some uh, mastermind tricks in there that you can't share with us, but what was your inspiration for this process? What, what do you, because one of the things I like is that this process helps 
to get rid of all these chemicals uh, that the, the tobacco, uh, you know, pretty much grows with. So that for me is very important. But I also notice in the smoke that it changes so much from, you know, uh, cigar to cigar, from, from the from the Liga to Liga. And and that really impresses me that so so easy of a smoke and cigarica and he can also vouch for that. It's so easy to smoke. It's just friendly. You know, yeah. you don't have to struggle it how every smoke should be. Like, you know. Um, can you talk to man. us about that process and about how your cigars, you know, that's the identity of the cigar? Yeah. How I came up with it is that the companies I've worked with over the years and uh, managed or worked with or do whatever. Um, they purchased a bunch of pipe companies and how you do pipe. There's a certain way that you first you condition like in a primary process in cigars or in machine made or in tobacco for like thrashing, which is for short filler for machine maids. First, you put it through like a, a belt, a, a band conditioner. It's called, it's probably 30 to 40 feet long. It goes in it like 12% humidity and it comes out at like 25% humidity because it steams it. It puts it like there's like, you know, compressed water and high high temperature water and steam that it inflates the tobacco so when it comes out the vein is heavier than the leaf that's stuck to the vein so when you thrash it it pulls the vein off and leaves only lamina only the, the the leaf itself that's one process from the steam then i also saw how they do like casing and how you do pipe tobacco you heat it up like you do cavendish you put it in this big minus putting the casings and everything on basically you put it in this big box with um in cavendish you put you know, 180 degrees, you put the, the casing sauce, which is made with licorice and chocolate and and um and distilled water and different stuff. And then you put that into a you 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 um you you know you put the tobacco into the bear into like the, the barrel or the, the the big receptacle, right? And you let it just get totally flooded with that tobacco and it absorbs in, then you take it out and then you steam it, right? But you put it in steam for days. So these different processes I saw, so basically what I do is after final fermentation, right? Because, okay, you got seabed, then you grow it, then you prime it, then you hang it, then you ferment it, right? Then you put it in a bale. Between the final fermentation, right? And then when you put it in a bale, I do another process where I make micro bulks because a normal bulk of tobacco, say, is like six to 8,000 pounds, right? I make one a couple hundred pounds here. That's one of the tricks, right? And then the normal temperature... To get the center of a big bulk, you want to get it to like 115 degrees. Depends on the type of tobacco. 100, 120, depends on the density of the lijeros, secos, whatever. You heat up, then you flip it, right? So what I do is I force steam into the room that's derived by distilled water. And then I bring the temperature of those micro bulks, the room, up really quick, right? So then when it reaches a certain temperature room, I flush it. I keep doing that until the core temperature of that micro bulk is the temperature I want it to be at, Right? And then when it reaches that temperature, I flush the room again. I take it out. I let it cool, right? And then I bail it. And then what happens is that from the distilled water getting a leaf and evaporating quickly, it takes off pesticide, fertilizer residue. It takes a lot of residues, you know, you know, contaminants from oils, from people touching it, foreign matter, and ammonia. And that's what people, that's what makes cigars taste bitter and stuff like that is that ammonia taste. When you get a cigar down, it's like, on a relight, it's really ammonia. And what I leave on the tobacco from doing that, which everybody loves and they don't really realize it, is the essential oil. And tobacco is very, it's it's very, very low in essential oil. It's only two to three percent. So by leaving that purity, what we all love, and taking off the foreign matter or the contaminants, it gives it that deep, rich, f- full flavor taste, but super clean. 
that's the alchemy. And there's other process, there's other parts to it, but just you said, I can't tell you secrets. You know? Yeah, I no. can't be revealing the secrets, man. It's funny how it's <laughs> okay, funny how that. Phil Phil says he's not he's not like a genius, but then then you see him talking and he's like explaining all this process, like you know, man, like you know what you're doing, like you know. Man, it's I not, just, science. And you're not you're not you're not improvising here. <laughs> he just gave us a, just gave us a chemistry. If you look right at here. my if you look at my slogan, it says art, passion, and science. Right? That's like my slogan. Right? Yeah. And I mean, I've never worked a day in my life because I've only had fun. Right? I mean, <laughs> these are trying times, guys. Shit is weird. Everything is when this is all said and done. The whole dynamic of how we know is not going to be the same. That's why. <laughs> But honestly, I think I touched on this before. I've never spoke face to face with so many people ever. Because mostly it's on the phone. You see them once a year at a show. But I've been doing these Zoom calls, these WhatsApp calls, these video calls, these Skype calls. I mean, I'm in people, I'm in your guys' house, I'm in your house right now. When right. am I ever gonna come to your house? I'm in now and you're in mine. <laughs> yep. And and everybody wanted their, you know, everybody before wanted to be separated and didn't want to be around each other. Give me my space. Now everybody wants to be right next to each other again. Yeah, right? crazy, right? That's, that's the beauty of it, huh? <laughs> it's actually bringing us together, not tearing us apart. Yeah. That's what it is. And it's bringing a lot of stuff out. And a lot of things that are going on in the world, you see in the States, all kinds of craziness, but things are coming up because people got nothing better to do than talk. Right? Mm -hmm. Everyone before was on the phone, on the subways or whatever, and looking at their phone. But now it's like, hey, man, I want to, you know, I don't want to social distance. Let's get together. Yeah. you know it has like the it's, opposite the opposite purpose of what you expect like people actually miss sharing time with some other people it's like you will expect that they don't they don't want to share time but they actually do the opposite they want to spend time with people like feel feel that they they're having a real conversation even if it's like like this you know i mean i'm it's i'm not saying it's not real but you know like mm -hmm. it's not the same as having the person physically in front of you But I'm sitting in front of you. I'm right. sitting. Yep. And I'm in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> and we and we I mean, be smoking together. Like what? you know, people who people who never smoke together are smoking. I ha I have people that I talk to more than my friends because I smoke with them every day. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. yeah. they're my new friends. Um, you know, I I I you know uh, feel and and that's we love talking to you because you know you always bring this philosophy. And for me, it's very important that people connect their their brains, their hearts, and their souls into one topic. For for me, it's very important, and that's why we admire, uh, you know, having you here. Now, you know, I was reading an article saying that people are smoking, the percentage of smokers went up, cigar smokers went up a lot during this quarantine. And, you know, Cigarican and I, we we smoke together, we, we buy sometimes the same products, Uh, you know, when the first time that we smoked Debonairs, we, we were we were smoking together and we were talking to each other. And uh, I feel like, and this is the next question, like people are looking for more quality cigars now because they have more time to be at home and to taste those cigars and to really dive uh, deep into the cigar uh, structure. Do you think that's that's reflected, uh, you know, you're being in the business? I see. I mean, I, I can't. Sales are down across the board, just 
it's just the way it is. But I see, I bet you a lot of people are smoking all those cigars they had in their humidors that they just had sitting there. Because people do these events and you buy all this stuff and they just sit there and you got your go-to cigars and then you got some cigars you t- once in a while. But I think people are, I think after this is over, I bet people are probably going to consume all they had stashed, right? Because they're not going anywhere. And then it's going to be a boom again and people are going to buy a lot, you know? But I do see a lot of, um, yeah, I think, I mean, you have a point there. I think of people, I mean, it comes down to research. When you're bored, you either watch Netflix. I mean, me, I read books, right? I like documentaries and stuff like that. And I mean, I smoke, I smoke profusely anyway, so I don't count. I mean, I'm a heavy smoker. So, but it's, people will dwell more, they'll more get on and research and, and listen to podcasts more in depth because they're bored, you know? And they'll look into things more. And they'll actually, as you said, they'll, smoke more and really look at it and have some they have time now it's not just on the weekend with your buddies in the garage and have by the time that night's over you smoke two or three cigars and you're half drunk anyway you know but people are coming home after they're working on their computer all day or they're sitting there working while they're smoking that's me that but that can't <laughs> happen you know that just doesn't happen normally no one can smoke anywhere but yeah. people are working from home and then they go out and they find their garage they find their little space they need and they're puffing tough and they're having fun with it you know I think there's been a change. We'll see. It's too. It's only been five months, man. It seems yeah. like it seems like a year. It seems like a long time, right? But it's, it's it hasn't been, it hasn't been that long. But you got to look at this way too. You know what I mean? When you get people in solitary confinement, can make people crazy, right? So that's why people want to interact. People as much as they want to be away from other people now. When you don't have human human interaction, that's why. Look at they've done studies in prison. These guys lose their shit. They go nuts because you have to have human contact. If you don't, you got to see the sun. Because I'm blessed. I live in the Dominican. The weather hardly ever changes. I sit up on my deck here. I do my work all day long. I go to the factory, you know, three, four times a week. Don't really need to go. I mean, it's just like I'm on the phone. Just as in the industry, they call dialing for dollars. You're talking to people all the time, you know. Hey, Phil, I wanted to ask you about something. Like, I have noticed that you're always trying to be like a like a positive person on Instagram and, you know, kind of get like really good vibes to people. And I don't know, you know, like trying to stay on the positive side. Have you always been like that? Or is something that you were working on since, you know, since the quarantine, because you you're noticing that people are kind of, you know, going through hard, you know, moments. Is it something that you really always like that or is something that you're doing now because of the situation that we're going through i've always been this way i'm dyslexic so i think i see things different than everybody else right i mean i always see it half full i uh-huh. mean i don't let i don't let people rent space in my head for free i try not to i mean i get stressed out like everybody else but i always try to turn it to the positive you know what i mean i mean in every problem is the seed to the solution and And the seed is there. You can find it. You know, it's always darkest right before dawn. I mean, all those great stories, you know, and all those great sayings. And I just love people. I inherently love, you know. And my, I think my my biggest gift and my biggest curse is I'm too nice. I'm super nice to people, you know. And, I mean, I might be seeing rough around the edges or whatever like that. But listen, I love everybody. I'm, a, I'm always the guy that give. I'm glad when people do well. I'm really happy when people do that i'm not a hater at all even i've been through some crazy times lately even and it's like i can't find it in me it makes me upset to be upset 
It makes me <laughs> upset to think back, you know? And yeah, you just got to be positive, man. I mean, you, you got to be realistically positive, you know? I mean, but even, even negativity, right? You got to look at it another way. Sometimes being positive is a negative. Because True. in the grand scheme, I mean, to think about something too much can become negative. To think too positive is to be blind, right? It's like that book, The Star Art of Not Giving a Fuck. You know that book? It's great. Read it. I read it. I read it. I liked it. Great, I love it. Yeah. Man. Every member, what I learned that what I took from that book that I read it during quarantine, like really, like like three or three or four times. The best thing he says in there is that, hey man, everyone has problems, but choose the problems you want to solve. <laughs> mm -hmm. but, right? It's just smart. Yeah, because I've I've thought about it. You're born with problems. You can't talk. You can't eat. You can't walk. You learn. It's a problem. You solve them. If you take that mentality, say, you know, think like a child and act like an adult. It's that kind of, you know, find joy in everything. It stuff sucks, man. It's hard. But what are you <laughs> yeah. going to do? I mean, come on, man. I mean. No, it's true. Like, I, I mean, that's why I asked because I, I. My wife and my son that's sitting next to me can tell me I could be a pain in the ass, too. I mean, can't we? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not near perfect. I can be better than two, though. I can be grumpy. I can be whatever. But I snap out of it. I, I'm, I've been always been good at because I've been trained that way. I've been through so much weird shit in my life with my dad and all my partners and all the stuff I've dealt with. And, and it's probably my fault, a lot of it. I'll take the blame. I'm the first guy to raise my hand. But the difficulty is, is when you raise your hand, nobody else wants to. That's when you need to find out. Well, step back. All right, you know what? This whole thing is fucked. Let's just unfuck it. Excuse my language. Yeah. And sometimes it's perfect. Back to, back up. You know, and get in your own head, but don't get too much in your own head because then you'll be by yourself. Exactly. You know? You got a lot of I think it's just, you know, about finding the balance and And you know, I when I wake up and I see your your social media or your messages, we keep in touch. We talk pretty much every week. Um, yeah. You know, I feel like it's such positive because it gives me perspective, right? And, you know, we we come a long way. I think you know we started this <laughs> in April, just in April, uh, because before it was just like you know, just an informality, and then we started formally in April and. We've been able to meet so many great people to do so many great things. We just started our second season. We have a new name. We have a new website. You know, we are we have a new logo. We are enjoying as we as we learn uh, through as, as we walk through the path. And you know, I want to thank you, Phil, because you also been a mentor to us. And and for me, it's just great, you know, to be able to share all of this over something that's just so simple. A cigar, right? Yeah. It's something that's so beautiful and, and the quality time. So when we talk about, you know, I'm a big advocate for fatherhood. I have a, a nonprofit. It's called Soy Super Papa. And I do a lot of work. But, you know, sometimes when we talk about men's health, yeah, sometimes, sometimes why, why don't we talk about taking the time for your mental health and smoking a cigar and, you know, gathering your thoughts and gathering yourself. And I think people are scared to talk about that, you know, and it's just so important. You know, yeah. I, I understand a lot, you know, some people don't smoke, but when they learn the time and the, and the, you know, the, 
the essence of of being by yourself with your own thoughts uh, and and how do you deal with your own mind and your own situations you know it's it is beautiful like you say and i guess you know nowadays some maybe people are afraid to be alone with their own thoughts you know but if you have a cigar it'll go much more smoother no <laughs> cheapest form of therapy you know i mean it comes down to the human dilemma love all man i love all mankind but i trust no man right and it's one of those weird socrates plato who the hell came up with it but that's some deep stuff but i i, I try to meditate at least every day i mean you need to take like 15 minutes a day to pause and also exercise is super important like my sons and i We started a YouTube page during this quarantine. It's, you know, father and son's workout, right? I'll send you the link. Check it out. I mean, it's me and my boys sweating it out. And a family that trains together stays together. I mean, when are you going to, when's the next time that they actually tell you don't go to work? Right. Yeah, that's amazing. When can you, when am I going to be around my kids? I'm always on the road and stuff. I mean, I'm trying to get the best, take the best advantage out of it, you know? And now my son, he's going to work with me. God bless. It's the second generation. He's going to help me. He's already helped me immensely. You know what I mean? It's fun. Yeah, but time for yourself. I heard this years ago from this old school guy here. He's like, the only vacation a man truly has is one that he takes by himself. True. I think I think a lot, a lot of the, the <laughs> mental health uh topic is that we don't talk about it because it's kind of like a cultural thing that talking machismo. about That's yeah yeah you know like the machismo you know like if you talk about your feelings you're weak you know you're a weak person you're not strong enough because like strong people they don't talk about their feelings because they they don't need to do that you know and that's something that i mean not not that i think like that i'm just saying that a lot of people They have that, like, you know, they grow with that thing on their brain, like that little chip that prevents them for sharing their thoughts or their ideas. And, you know, eventually, you know, this is what we see a lot of stress in people, like people pretty much exploding, like, you know, and that's the because Karens. of that. See all the Karens and yeah, everything. Yeah, the Karens <laughs> going, going insane, you know. Uh, and and that's, it, it is sad, you know, but it's part of the culture you hit on a key point i don't want to go down this weird path but there's one thing out there that they have not been reporting is that suicides up are up 80 wow. mental health is no one's talking about it i mean you uh, it's it's important to talk about your feelings and your emotions and have somebody to vent to you know yep you know what yep. i mean and and that's what friends are for Yeah, I, I wish, I honestly wish that more people would be like you are, you know, talking about, you know, just empowerment about, you know, how the human being can can improve, can be a better person, can grow. Because I feel like, you know, once you're in the cigar business, it's it's it is about the lifestyle, too. So let's support a healthy living by, you know, doing all these things, by the way. Uh, Uh, Phil, I saw you were in the cover of GQ, man. How long ago was that, man? That was awesome. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't on the cover. Shit, I wish I was on the cover. I was in it <laughs> twice. That was like 1992 
when I had Indian motorcycle, that I was the model for the jackets and the clothing. I, that, trust me, I was I live I was living good, man. I was a king then. I was wow. like 19 years old in GQ. You can just imagine going to New York City, <laughs> living like a pimp. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh my god, I couldn't imagine how that was. That must have been wild, man. It. I mean, wild. I mean, it was times. Indian was killing. I had. All, I mean, money wasn't even an object. All the crazy cars. I was a kid. I was 19. I was still a teenager. Yeah. And I'm going into New York City to like the Regal Royale and going to all the Roxy and all the, I mean, going to um like the Limelight and all the famous places in the city, you know? And it was just, it was crazy. You know what I mean? It was good times. How do you see, how do you see, you know, the lifestyle that you had and now you have, You have a son, right? You have two sons. I have now, two sons and a daughter. I lived it, man. I mean, I, I don't. I'm. I would. I, my dad would tell me, "Young, listen, calm down. You're gonna burn out. By the time you're 21, you're not gonna want to go to clubs or anything anymore." And I don't. I, I I stopped going to clubs like that. I just I would. I, the most that I would do is I go to like the best hotel bar and chill and dress up and and because i mean it's i don't want no one spilling drinks on me and, and the loud screaming music i just i burnt i did i burnt out on it because i was living <laughs> in italy when i was like 15 i was going to notre dame in rome and, and living with like diplomatic kids with like bulletproof cars these kids had and they were all diplomatic we would go out and drink and go and sneak in the coliseum and drink beer and go to the spanish step do crazy stuff the pantheon i mean insane <laughs> so i mean we're living like we're all dressed up in blazers all pimped out I mean, it's just how it was. So, yeah, but no, I, I, my wife says it best. It's like, I mean, I was made to be a family guy. I just, I'm better off this way. I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy my family. I enjoy being around my, just, you know, I have some good friends. I have, I know I have a lot of acquaintances, but very few friends, you know, and the people that are around me that I keep close. I mean, I really, I hold them dear to my heart because you can't choose your family. You can choose your friends kind of thing. And I've been burned a lot in my life in a lot of different ways, especially by family. So, I mean, but I'm always happy. I mean, what are you going to do, man? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I do, mean, man? it's contagious, too. I think what yeah. you portray is what you live, you know, what you preach is what you are actually doing and where you're mm -hmm. living. And, and, you know, I think when when people when, you know, nowadays we have social media, social media, social media is such a powerful tool. It can True. destroy or it can build. And we see a lot of people in the cigar industry showing or portraying a lifestyle, which I think it's very powerful, but we we sometimes forget about the the fathers, the, the, the head of, of families, fathers who are actually out there working, the workers who are actually rolling the cigars and growing the, the tobacco, the people who are in the in the workshop repairing cars and smoking the cigars, the truckers who are driving all that food and, you know, they're smoking their cigars. So not everything is luxury and not everything is, you know, high end stuff. And then when you have, when talking a bit again about lifestyle, when you have people like you, who is, you know, working out with showing pictures uh, at the beach or actually working at the, at the finca, you know, the fields, You know, I think that shows a very real side, you know, not what not what social media wants us to see, which is the, right. the company owner smoking in a lounge, 
the the last thing that a product goes through, right? Like the smoke yeah. in a in a very fancy lounge, and we always see you smoking uh, in the field, on the beach, yeah. at, at your balcony, and balcon right there in your deck. Yeah. So for me, it's very important that people start to see that side of the business. You know how that, you are a normal person. Thing. Yeah, I mean, what's normal? I mean, normal's a setting on a dryer, right? I mean, that's, it's just, you know what I'm saying? It, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is that I don't believe it's a lifestyle. I live a, that's a, a way of life for me. It's my vocation. It's like being a priest. You know what I mean? Or some people are mathematicians. Or some people are mechanically inclined, you know? I mean, I've just fallen, I fell into this, really. And just like kind of just a whatever, this sounds like a cool thing to do. And it's kind of taken over my life and I've raised a family off of it. I've got, I've had the ups and downs and the ins and outs. And I mean, I came out the other side and I'm, I mean, I quit drinking and all the different things that I've been through in my life, but Hey, it's all great experiences. I wouldn't change it for nothing. You know, I probably could be richer or whatever, but yeah, I mean, I've made my decisions in life and I'm happy with them, you know, and I've learned a lot of things. Sometimes it's better to make less money and have more joy, you know, and have some more peace. I mean, you grind it out, man. You can only you can only sharpen a knife so far, and it turns into nothing. You can only yeah. get that. You've seen those guys, shink, 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 and the blade is like, and that me that company on I just want to get a new knife. I don't want that old knife. I just, you know, <laughs> and it's a, it's a way of life. It's truly a way of life, and it's like, I mean, I don't make cigars. I make reasons for people to enjoy their lives. That's my goal. With Indian motorcycle, you smoke history. I mean. I make a great cigar at a great price for everyone because it's for everyone. Indian motorcycle, it's for the people. It's it's great transportation. It's a great iconic brand. It's in a great cigar. It's a great clothing line. It's a great, great, you know? It's Americana, which America should be. That's how Americana should be, you know? To bring people up, you know? And that's we, what America was built on. We we have uh, a lot of a lot of people that heard the last episode that you were a guest on our first season yeah. of of the podcast it was in spanish because you speak how many languages do you speak phil a uh, three pretty good yeah so he speaks three languages and and i i, I bet you can communicate with people who speak other languages too i mean he'll <laughs> <laughs> make it work i'll flip it i don't care yeah i'll try so, so people in puerto rico and other parts they were actually listening to the to the episode and they were like Man, I really, they, they saw the pictures, they saw smoking in their motorcycles, and they were so intrigued by it. I think it's just, there's something about the nostalgia of what was Americana culture, right? Back, like, you know, I don't know, half a decade I, ago, or... 1901. 1901, more than 100 years. <laughs> more than 100 years, man, yeah. It's, Amer it's the turn of the century. It's the Industrial Revolution. It's all that amazing stuff that happened, you know? Yeah. Just people dig it, and I dig people, and that's what I think people get from it is that I'm not a phony. I, I'm if you like me or don't like me, I'm just this. I mean, I'm always just happy go lucky, and it's you know what do you? I mean, I don't know what else to do. You know what I mean? Some people think I'm full of shit. They're like, how can you be like this all the time? I'm like, how can you be like that all the time? What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know what, what do you mean? What are you even saying? I don't, I don't know what I mean? And I get where i've actually had people in events tell me i was blown away by you then i thought you were totally full of shit 
then all of a sudden you started to belittle yourself and tell about all the failures you've been through. And then you start talking about the positivity of that. And from that point on, you, you could do no wrong in my eyes. And then I'm honestly, these guys say, I've vetted you and checked you out. And then you only told me like 10% of the things you've gone through. I say, yeah, I was with you an hour. What am I supposed to do? I mean, come on. It's not like I'm not here for a dissertation, but I mean, people want people to be nice and be open. And I talk so much that people seem to talk more to me and they don't realize it, you know? Yeah, no, I, man, I, you know, definitely. I think, and then the, the cigar portrays that. It's, it's, and it's a perfect example. Um, so our friends, uh, like Nelson and Robert Jambo, some friends we have in Puerto Rico, they were like, yeah. Sergio, where can I get Indian motorcycle cigars? And we, we point them in the right direction. They went and got them. And then, you know, they gave us the feedback, which is, what a pleasant smoke. It's so easy to smoke. It's, you know, it's you really, know. man. It's like so, so, so easy. It's pretty much smokes. It smokes itself. You know, like yeah. you don't, you don't have to do any, any, any work. Like you just enjoy it, and that's something that you don't find in a lot of cigars. Like it's something that you can enjoy. It's not like gonna take over no, your, you know. No, that's what I, I told you guys. It's a true medium. Yep. Yep. It's truly medium. It's not, it's nothing else. I put, I, uh, you know, I put on no airs. That's what that is. That's what I made it for. I made it for people who like strong and who like light. I want somebody that wants a good go-to stick. You know, I want to be in the five rotation. I want to be in the five cigars that you buy off that humidor. I'm not going to be the only cigar, you know, and if you by chance buy an Indian in a debonair, that's great. I'm two in the five, but mm. Indians King Indian for me, Indian sells more than anything. Indian is blow, blows debonair out of the water. Debonair is, in my opinion, a way better cigar all around. And it's not that expensive. People say it's expensive, but it's not anymore because I've never raised no. the price. But yeah. Indian is just in a simple, it's a brand recognition too. I mean, people don't even realize they know it. They just see that name and they're like, I know that from somewhere. I mean, it's been around ingrained in people's brains. Man. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's been for it's been forever. Like, you know like we said more than a hundred years in in history so people yeah. they they know it even if they don't know it <laughs> they know about it your granddad yeah. or grand their uncle or or somebody you know and then you link that historical aspect with cigar smoking which their uncle also smoked cigars so you remember your grandpa i remember the smell it smells great my grandfather used to smoke cigars yeah you know you hear that a lot yeah my i remember that some of the great times with my grandfather on the porch And then you mix that with Indian, it's you it's historical with the memory, it's it works, but it's not easy. This is not an easy industry. I mean, I'm not selling 10 million sticks a year and all this stuff. I'm still growing. I'm still I'm still micro because there's been so many ups and downs. And I got back in in 2013. So it wasn't the best time to get back in. So many things have changed since in the last six or seven years. You know, it's been crazy. All kinds of stuff coming down the pike, man, and with the FDA looming and all, all these other things and and this and that. But hey, I still just make cigars for people that like cigars, and that's what that's always been my thing. You know, I just want I, I like to smoke. I like to have that conversation piece. You know, be able to do what we're doing right now, and also being a father. That's super important. That's true. You don't see that much. That's why it's like the life and the times of a tobacco man. What I, what I show you is what I do. It's not staged. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Sometimes there's I'm doing the video and it's like 
I mean, that's just what I mean. I'm, I'm, you know, it is what it is, you know. And that, and that's why we, you know, we identify with with you, with your brand, with what you do. Uh, you know, everybody that listens to us, they know how uh, we're friends, and we talk about, you know, to to other guests that we had or to uh, our friends. You know, we talk about you because I feel like, you know, it's it's something really important as a as a man, as a as a businessman. As a as a human being, you know, people need to follow this example better. Uh, Phil, I wanted to talk to you about Debonair, about um, so this is my experience, right? When I when I when I got the Debonair cigars, I saw so much variety in the sizes, so yeah. so different from what we're used to seeing on the market. Yeah. Um, when I had the 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 sajita, sajita, right? The sajita, the, yeah. the sajita. I immediately, you know, we always have this perception of how small vitolas are just, you know, it's going to be something quick. It's going to be something so uh, simple. And then when I had and I lit that up, for me, my palate was blown away. I was just, what the heck is this? You know, I need to sit down. I need to enjoy this. Uh, it's this is not meant to be a quick smoke. You know, this is it tastes like a, like a big cigar. You know, uh, so yeah. you know, going through that to that uh, line. How do you I decide? Said, how do you decide you're gonna make this be told us? All the sides, right? Then I send you them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got them all. So, so how how do you decide? You're gonna, you're gonna say I I want these sizes. Is there any any philosophy behind it? Uh, because you know that's why we're interested. Is there a, any any bigger thought or any you know purpose for that for the sizes? If you, if you look in the debonair line, the first degree that's a masonic term, right? That means the first. That's how you get in, right? Then sagita in Latin means arrow. So you smoke that one, and it points the way to the rest of them, right? It points you up the line. So then you get the Robusto, Toro, and the Bellicoso. So you start off, you get the flavor profile, you like it, you want more. And then you go to the Saguita. Then you go up to the Robusto. And you go to the Toro, the Bellicoso. And then when you really want to get to the next level, you go to the 33rd, right? That's my big one. And that one is the highest degree. That's the highest degree. That's the limited edition, Superfly, Maduro. Then I make a Solomon, too, that I'm bringing back out. It'll be next year, right? So that's going to be, that's what I originally started with. And that's the super, only 500 boxes, really reserved, an amazing, amazing smoke all the way around. Yeah, but there is a method to my madness, you know? That That is amazing. And when, when that Salomon comes in, Cigarica, uh, we got we to gotta get a uh, box. Yes, yes. We got to get a box. We need, we'll, to... We'll, we need to get a box. We'll divide it and and we <laughs> we enjoy that together. Um I think, you know, for me, it's just the way of of going through these Vitolas. I, we went through it, uh, you know, both of us went through the through the different Vitolas and they each speak to us. So now we're in the we have to we have to call to we're going to get in touch with uh, um, Michael's of Ulysses uh, because we are in, in the need to get that 33rd degree, which is uh, I read reviews on that cigar and people just yeah. love it they say it's a masterpiece it's just they say it's just uh you know una obra de arte, a piece of art so yeah. um you know can you talk to us about 
the purpose of that cigar when it was in the making? Uh, you want to give people something different. You want to give them a different experience. How was that? I just wanted to give them the the ultra, ultra, ultra premium experience. So, I mean, El Debonair's, we even sort the fillers and everything like that. But with the 33rd, I mean, it's a it's a 9 by 52. So it's a big A size, right? And it's made that it, it burns like a Robusto. You know what I mean? It burns perfectly pulls the best broadleaf wrapper on it, the best San Vicente binders, the best fillers in it. I mean, they're sorting the fillers for perfectly, un, I mean, the perfection. And it comes in a 10 count, and it's a, truly a limited edition. I mean, it's been, I mean, Cigar Coop and a bunch of people, they say that's like, it's it's so good they'll fight Chuck Norris for it. I mean, it's like in the top <laughs> 10 best cigars I've ever smoked kind of shit. And I'm like, yeah, I love it. I mean, I, I, I made it, and I, I smoke them a lot, you know, but... I mean, it's great. It's a great debonair, but there's something about it. You just got to smoke it. It's 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 another level of debonair. It's on that. It made the size, the amount of tobacco. You get so much of that alchemy taste. You get so much of that rich. And it, you can smoke the whole thing through, and it doesn't get bitter. It doesn't get hot. It, it It's so smooth on the palate. You'll get him. Yeah, get a hold of Michael's. He's got some. I know he does. And if he doesn't anymore, he'll order more, but I can tell you where to go. Okay, we will. Get, that people i don't i keep them tight that that is something we we are going to do that's a personal mission that we're going we have so we're going to be contacting the guys over there and you know just going through this experience because you know the feedback that i got and randy was one of them from juanadia cigar shout out to randy he yeah. told us like if you want a real cigar experience you got to get that cigar you got to sit yeah. down and that's going to change the way you look at cigars and, you know, I take his word. I take, you know, the word of other people who have tried it, your word. And that's something we want to go through. We're probably going to make a little clip when we are, when we get the cigar, you know, just talking to people. But for us, it's just about the experience that a cigar can bring. And that's something that, you know, your cigars have distinguished themselves for that. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the things I love is how Cigarrica, like, like, you know, he's very like he he can't lie, like his face, right? And then when he had when he had the 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 cigar, the Devonair cigar for the first time, he was like, Brother, like, what the fuck is this? Like, because <laughs> like, he was really he good. Me. Yeah, he's like, man, it's like, unique. I mean, it's a unique taste, it's got its own taste. Yeah. I mean, I know people say, Oh, of course, all cigars do. No, they don't. It's got a real unique deep like pectin kind of sweet kind of the cold draws got it's like it's just that taste of oil and in really fermented really well cured tobacco you know and then when i put that steam and everything on it brings out something it's like cooking producing the sauce by half you know it's like leaving leaving the sauce for one day extra the next day you eat it you know it's yeah. like yeah man that thing just better you know what i mean <laughs> it really is. i mean it's excellent man like uh I really uh, enjoy the Devoner cigars, and I always say this to people: it's something that that like the draw is so like uh, so easy that you can you know you don't have to stress about it. It's like you just enjoy it, and right? it's and yeah. you and, and you know cigar. You can talking about that. I just wanted to bring a quick topic. You know, cigars are meant to be to be like this whole. Like, you know, like you have to make an effort to smoke a cigar. And, and sometimes I feel like, you know, we're out there buying cigars who make us work. 
you know, you're paying for the cigar, you're, you're putting, you're, you're sweating, and, and you're, you know, working a bunch of hours to, to buy your cigars, and then you get the cigars, and then you're, you're cutting that cigar, you're lighting the cigar, and then the cigar doesn't want to work with you, right? right? It makes you work and work, and some people relight, and some people, you know, they just, it's just like, it, it becomes a burden, a burden, right? And, and sometimes, when I think of that, I'm like, Man, I learned to put cigars away. I, you know, I, I'm all about the experience. If it gives me a burden, it, I, I, I leave it to the side. And, you know, once we started smoking Indian motorcycles, they were there, we were like, man, I wish Thank all the cigars you. I Thank get you know are like and this. Because you got, I've sent you enough that you smoked enough of them. Yeah. 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 You smoked enough from that. It's not like one good towel. I, I, and it's, I just grab those. That's not like a fixed deck thing. That's just we send. You know what I mean? No, but it's pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times, Sergio, it's also that, like, if you have a, this really, ex, I don't know, like this really expensive brand that, that you think that you have to enjoy, and it's like you got that pressure on, on you, Because it's like, well, this is this is fucking expensive. I pay like, you know, I pay 30 bucks for this cigar. It has to be good. And you even if it's not good, you kind of trick your mind to enjoy it. But sometimes, I mean, sometimes they're really not that good. <laughs> you know, yeah. and they're handmade. Remember, guys, everyone's got to realize that out there. That this is a handmade product. This is a dying art. I mean, mm -hmm. this is all done by hand. I mean, you're gonna get a bad one. You're yeah. gonna get one. I mean, I, I mean, I go, I smoke a lot of my stuff, and sometimes, I mean, I real, I mean, plugged. I'm really crazy about the draw. That's like, as you guys say, that's super important to me. But sometimes you get one that just uh, wants, just wants to go out, or you do. It's just is what it is. I mean, all these people say, well, this is yeah, it's a relentless pursuit of perfection, right? But it, it, it's all you can do is try to make a better cigar of the next time. I mean. It's it's not the tobacco. Every season changes. Every crop is different. Every the fermentation you try to find that absolutely amazing tobacco and buy as much, as much as you can. But then you're sitting on millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to remember, it takes. It's a crazy experience, man. All that I explained to you, right? The seed bed to the planting to the pr the cr priming it to the hanging it to the fermentation of it, then to the bailing of it, then pulling it out, then sorting it, then stripping it, right? Then putting it, then make it into, into a cigar, and then putting it, you know, first bunching it, right? Then putting it in a mold, then taking it out of the mold, the press, and then taking it back out of the mold and rolling it, then putting it back in a humidor to, to age for eight to eight months to a year, then putting an expensive box and a band on it. And what do they do in the end? They light it on fire. <laughs> All that work will go. So, I mean, it's almost a, it's almost a practice of futility, but you know what I'm saying? But to get that experience that you guys love so much and try to repeat that, it's the McDonald's theory. Get the same quarter pounder in Moscow as you get in New York City. That's hard. Mm -hmm. Consistency is what you, you thrive for. And that's what I we all do at the factory. They've upped their game. Even during this COVID, I got to give it the factory. has made the factory 20 times better. And I want to shout out to them for the De Los Reyes family. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for everything you do for me. Joe Michel Luis, Mirka Reyes, Don Fufi Reyes, Leo Reyes, my partner, all the Reyes family. These are golden people. These are top shelf, 100% tobacco people, but they're passionate, good people, family people, really orientated in that aspect. 
you know, positive people, big time people, you know, that do a lot of stuff and doing it for six generations. I mean, they've been down this, they've been down the road a lot longer than me and I've been around a while, you know, and they're consistent and they've been through hard times, good times, everything, you know, and they've always stayed true to their cause. And that's what you got to ask for. That's only, that's all I can ask for, you know, and they've been, they've always supported me. They treat me like family and like, I'm like one of them. I do the, the factories like mine. It's theirs. I don't own it, but they treat me, you know, I'm a client, but they treat me better than that. I, I don't know how to explain it, you know, without sounding weird, you know? <laughs> no, of course. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, like my, our relationship with you, you treat us like, you know, us for the, your whole life and we talk and we talk like we know each other for yeah, 20, 30 years. And, you know, it, it's, it's about trust. It's about, you know, believing in what people do and, and building, you know, that relationship and working on it every day and, and shout out to the Los Reyes. I think they are great. Cigar Regan is a very big, big fan of the job, uh, of the job they do in the factory. And, uh, you know, I think people should know about this more. That's the reason of this podcast to get the word out that there are great things being done by companies like yours, like, uh, you know, the Bonaire India motorcycles, factories like De Los Reyes, you know, sometimes when people, you know, I, I find it very funny when people are there like, Oh, where did that come from? And we tell them and they're like, Oh, what, what, what is that? And I'm like, no, you need to broaden your, your knowledge. You need to read more. You need to look at things, you know, in a certain way. And, you know, one of the things we're going to be doing is, uh, next time we're going to be doing a, a cigar review, uh, We do reviews, but we, we don't feel like we're judges to say a cigar is good or bad. We tell the experience. We, right. we tell people the experience of smoking the cigar. So cool. it's, you know, it's a way to people to say, hey, I want to watch that uh, movie. I want to watch. We give them a trailer. You know, <laughs> if you're going to watch the whole series, you know, it's on you. But we give you the best of, of the experience and And we put it in, in, you know, simple words and, and that's something we, we've been doing and, and people, you know, they, they're, they're liking it, they're loving it. Uh, for some reason, it's just, you know, we, I don't feel like when you go into deep into the depth of judging if a cigar is good or bad, I feel like there's so much more behind this. It's, you know, somebody's job, somebody's way of feeding their kids, of putting their kids to school of, you know, just taking that piece of bread to the table and, you know, your family eating and, and much more. So I feel like when you go into the point system and, you know, good or bad, I feel like there's a lot of responsibility. Are you willing to handle that responsibility? And it's not that we don't want the responsibility. It's just, just that we want people to try themselves to go through the experience. I feel in life, you know, there's those that say, Aprende por, eh, por cabeza propia o no aprende por cabeza propia. Well, the ones that learn because they went through the to the hard way, right? Right? They went, yeah. it's, it's, you know, they went through it the hard way. Is because, but they they have some some certain baggage that they always carry with them. They they will have that pride. So I want yeah. people who are watching, who are listening, to say to 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 actually know why it's the way it is, why it's meant to be like that. So we always tell people, you got to try it. This is, I tried, I'm a normal person. 
I live, eat, and breathe like you, you can also try it. I'm no, I'm no, no more special than you are as a human being. So that's kind of like our, maybe our mantra, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. also, it's also because you know when you talk about your experience, like people can actually, I don't know, it's like a imagine a movie. You know, it's like they can imagine that experience with you versus just giving a number is it's like well based on what like my 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 grade it's you know we don't have the same the same way of you know saying this is good or bad because we all think different so i'm just like, i mean so you like chocolate i like vanilla you like chicken i like beef ex exactly i mean it's both good you know yeah nobody's really nobody's nobody's good or bad or or wrong or correct right But you guys are trying to, what you're trying to promote is one of my other things I love to tell people is that we sell suspension of reality, like a great movie, a great series. You're in that. You're living that for that hour. You get to release and think about something totally different than your day. That's what a cigar is really about. And I, of course, there's a famous saying, say name, say no name, save only to honor it. Right. I mean, some of these people hurt people's feelings. If they don't like the cigar, don't even don't even tell about it. Why would you even talk about it? Yeah. You know, I mean, you, they, you hurt people's feelings, you know, and there's nice ways to actually say, be constructive criticism. Hey, it wasn't my cup of tea. I prefer these type of cigars, but it was all around good smoke. I mean, there's ways to do it, but some people just get like spiteful about it. And I, that, that kind of, that kind of, it hurts people. And as you say, people work hard, they feed their families up these things, but then you gotta look at some of these people that are putting stuff out that are, they're, they're cutting corners. They're not doing what they should be doing, you know? And then they're going to try to portray it as something premium or that's something that people spend their hard-earned money on. And I don't want to cheat the consumer either, you know? So that's another thing. If people need to put out a product that can stand on its own, that people will really enjoy. And if they don't, if they don't like it, take the criticism and make it better, you know? I But, totally believe that. And, and you're, you're in Dominican Republic. They, I, I have people there who tell me there's a, maybe like 300 brands coming, new brands coming out each year. And, you know, we, we now in social media, we can see and sometimes we see a new brand and after a couple of months, we no longer see them, you know, yeah. and it's not just about beautiful bands or about beautiful boxes. It's about the quality of the product. And, you know, I think when, when, when we talk about the Bonaire Indian motorcycle cigars, A, at the long term, if you don't like what you're getting, you're going to love the draw. You're going to love the construction. You're going to love other aspects of the cigar that will make the cigar great, you know, and, and, and for me, that's just great. You know, you always going to know you're going to have those uh, quality standards there. And, and for me, it's, you know, the only way, like people ask me, which, which cigar should I buy? Which, uh, Debonair or Indian motorcycle cigars? And I'm like, you need to try them all. That's, all that's what them. we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I we love, did. We tried all I of love, them. I love you, man. <laughs> tell everybody yeah, yeah man thank you man i thank you guys so much no you're good guys and i'm just a regular guy that happens to make cigars man i've had an extraordinary life for a really unextraordinary guy i mean it's, that's how i look at it and it's i mean i just been i'm like the I'm, i always say i'm the guinea forest gump i mean i just had the chances to be in just they, like my friends laughed They're like look you can see a picture and there's phil in the back like he's there with like like when they're putting the, the golden spike in the railroad and, and, and like <laughs> some funny memes my friend have made i'm like where did you even come up with that the internet always wins the internet will always win they come up with some crazy shit 
But it's like I've just always been an adventurous type of guy. And I mean, it's like, why can't you do that? Why, you know, I mean, if you show up enough times, they're going to let you in. You're going to, you know, they're going to say, well, okay, this guy's out of his mind. Come on, you know, and then you prove to yourself that you can actually do it. And you prove to them. And no, I don't want to ever, I never tried to prove anybody wrong in my life. I always tried to prove to the people that believed in me they were right. And that's always been, a, that's a hard struggle, you know? Because to prove people wrong, that's in your opinion. To, to prove to people that they that believed in you they were right, that's their opinion. You see what I mean? And again, you know, you don't care what people think about you. It's not what they think about you. It's how they look at you. It's how they, what, you, what they believed in you that you did right by them. Then that's the whole premise of this whole, that's the whole, you know, theory of this exercise. You know what I mean? That's the, the, the human condition or whatever we're trying to do in life. And I like giving joy to somebody for 45 minutes to an hour in a cigar in a format that way. Hey, man, I mean, if, if somebody's going to actually use their hard-earned money and sit down and smoke a product that I made and enjoy themselves, and I'm part of that, I'm part of that then. I'm with them for that little bit of time. All over the world. It always is. I The biggest kick I get is when I see somebody smoking a cigar I don't know. That's like a high. Say, hey, man, where'd you get that cigar? I mean, this thing's good. You know about this? I'm like, tell me about it, you know? And after a little while, I'm like, I can't hate, man. I, I make that thing. You know? And it's, it turns into a whole, like, best friend situation, you know? <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Phil, you know, we're going to be closing now, but... You know, we want to tell people, like, if he, if they know somebody in Latino America, you have friends, you know, now it's a, it's a global market. So if you know somebody in a certain part of the world, um, we want you to be able to go to Lansan INT. It's a big distribution uh, company that it was formed by Phil and his associates to get good cigars all over Latino America. So if you know any shop or any, uh, you know, family member that lives close to a shop and they want to be able to smoke these amazing cigars, you know, just go in there, Lang Sang INT, and you can shoot them a, a, a message telling yeah. them, hey, there's the, this place in Argentina, Brazil, you know, Colombia, and they will get in touch with the with the store owner, uh, the store owner or the franchise or whoever's in charge. And they will make sure that the cigars are, are brought there and you can actually purchase or your family members can purchase the cigars because it's super important. We have friends all over Latin America. Sometimes they see us smoking a certain cigar and they're like, Oh man, I wish I could have it. So ladies and gentlemen, you have it here. You know, it's the, the wheel was already invented. You know, it's not something that is, it's new. But it's something that's efficient and that it will get the, the quality products to we, your uh, loved We also ones. have an online store. I mean, you can buy a box. You can buy a five-pack. You can buy all the different formats we have, you know. And we're really tailoring it for, I mean, we have, it's like the, uh, it's the, the Shopify or the, uh, the PayPal of Latin America. We have that. You can do that. We can ship out of the free zone, UPS to your house. They'll take care of the taxes. They'll take care of the shipping, everything, you know. You know, wow. shipping is... It's included in your price, right? So it's all there. So you just go online, Lanzang, L-A-N-Z-A-N-G-I-N-T.com. Lanzang.int, I-N-T, international, right? And then go yeah. there and you there's a full catalog. We have all kinds of products in there. You go to the premium section, you'll see we have all kinds of stuff there. Everything. I'm looking, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it and I'm surprised that 
you know, you know how hard it is sometimes to get a sampler. Some people want a cigar and they're like, I want a sampler first before buying the box. And right. they're like, hey, they have to call the store store owner if their samples are not available. The store owner has to, you know, make the sample himself, ship it. This is already taken care of. So, That's you know, true. these people, yeah. if you want to give your friends a gift, you can also go there and send them to their house. Holidays, special occasions, you can send them to them and you can make the payment super easy. So it's I love this concept because it unifies You know, it, it unites people. It, it makes people come together and enjoy what we all love, no matter where our geographical situation is. And, you know, no matter if we're South America or North America, you know, we're going to have yeah. it available. That's what I'm trying to do is that that with UPS logistics helping us. Right. I'm trying to be the Amazon. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, nice. nobody, like because remember, every other country is different but with UPS being so on board with us. And we can ship out of the Cologne free zone, right? I yeah. mean, it's that's what no one's really done that. And th th we have to start, you know, with baby steps. If somebody buys a five pack, great, man. Somebody buy that's a lot of five packs. And then he goes to the store and then they got a store owner contacts us. And we got to build the groundwork. And then eventually, once I get my feet on me, I'm going to distribute other people's products, you know? And I want to build a big distribution company of premium cigars in Latin America, you know? And we know where all the warnings are and we can figure all the stuff out. All that stuff goes, goes along. You know what I mean? And I want to thank you both very, very much for giving me so much support. And I'll support you guys always from day one. And we just we'll just keep growing together, you know? And God yeah, bless we you. Will. Yeah. And, and we we feel very, very, very thankful. And you know, we 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 always let everybody know because it's it's easy to get on the boat once the, the ship is sailing, right? But yeah. those who help you build and and get that ship sailing it's are the ones that you know put in the hard work and are the ones that are going to get that that you know are there for the reward but they're there for the adventure you know even yeah. though they might not be yeah, any just, reward don't, they're don't, there for the adventure don't forget about me don't forget about me when you're famous man that's all i say <laughs> oh, man. we can't like i mean well, like, it, microphones and some bad you look like dj man <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean it's like it's like sergio said you you have been with us since day one and you know not only like with your products but with your mentorship you know like always you know being there and i in even if we don't talk that much i know sergio does and he is always you know keeping me updated on conversations and and your you know, your future stuff, what's that is coming and whatever. And I am, we really appreciate your support you. and, you know, and thank you. Both. Yeah. And you guys, yes, I, I guess that's it. And have a great evening. And I'll be talking to you guys soon. I'll get you some more stuff in the mail. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, thank Philip. You. And thank you everybody for being here and listening to us. That was Philip Sangi from Devonair India Motorcycle Cigars. So like Cigarrican say, Cigarrican. Well, see you next time.